What's up, beautiful people? Welcome back to the What's Up, Beautiful People podcast. That is kind of a mouthful. It is. Like, it is a mouthful. Every time I say it, it's just like rapid fire <laughs> all the time. You do a good job. Um, it's been a fun day. Uh, we just got done filming another podcast, and we're just kind of doing them back to back because uh, we live about 40 minutes away from the studio. Uh, and so if we can knock out a couple at one time. But <laughs> the beautiful thing about this part is we get to interview one of my good friends, Scott Sauls, who the name of this podcast is What's Up, Beautiful People. He happened to write a book that came out like the same week as mine called Beautiful People Don't Just Happen. And it's an amazing book. And if you haven't already gotten it, you need to get it. So he lives here in town and we just were like, hey, man, you want to come on the podcast? And yeah. So glad that you made the drive over yeah, here. Thanks. and uh, five minute drive. From, that's from amazing. Our church, so. <laughs> that's yeah. so good, man. Great. So how you came here to Nashville in 2012 is that right that's right that's crazy so 10 years uh, via new york city wow, so, so yeah big change for us about that's 10 years incredible ago. i met you in st louis um because you started a church there a while back i'm that's not right. sure if you started it or you were just pastoring there but yeah it's riverside church which is now pastored by zach s wine okay um, there you go yeah, yeah. so great, great bunch of people it's awesome. And then obviously heard of you, uh, you know, he was at a church in New York City, a guy, little known guy named Tim Keller. You were sort of his right hand guy, like preaching pastor, lead pastor, and uh, so many of the things that he embodies that people love him for. I, I, I see so much in you as well. The Just, bald head. And <laughs> I was yeah. mainly referring to uh, the kindness, the empathy, oh. the mm -hmm. compassion, the patience, the gentleness, the humility, uh, the wisdom, the measured approach to uh, saying things that matter, not just like vomiting up whatever your ideas are at the moment. Um, it's just, uh, it's refreshing, you know. Thanks, Steve. And uh, so, so super grateful for you and to learn from you today. And uh, if you guys haven't followed him yet on uh, on all the social medias, you should do that. He's great. As Again, we're going to drop all the links in the uh, description box and the show notes and all that for his book and for how you can get in touch with him and follow him. But man, um, I was listening to your book on audio. You sent me a copy of it, which was great. Uh, and I'm so thankful. But it well, I mean, came the out. The title was based on your exactly. Account, <laughs> well, so. so first off, you you yeah. you know Scott wrote one of the uh, endorsements on my book, so I was super grateful for that. And as mm -hmm. I was emailing him to ask, like, "Hey, would you mind?" You were like, "Hey, I've got a book coming out too," yeah. and and so then you sent that to me. But we were on the road, and so I didn't get it for a while. But I couldn't help myself. I bought the audio book. Mm. I'm a huge Audible guy. Like, listen to like four books a week usually on Audible, which is great. Um, but yours was great and uh, so, so grateful. So then when we got home, uh, I read through the physical copy of the book as well and just so good. And then a couple of weeks ago, we walked in and my son uh, was also reading it, just found it, started reading it. And we were, yeah, this is a great message. But you yeah. talk about that in, in, in the book, um, just a lot of things that I think people need to hear about. Num number one, like, having grace for yourself and for others, mm -hmm. understanding that everyone's kind of coming at this life thing from a lot of different angles and a lot of different places of trauma and brokenness and fear and rejection. And yeah. I mean, I would love to hear um, what was the inspiration for you to write this book and what do you want to see come out of it? Yeah. So the pandemic happened yeah. um, starting around January, 2020, which was, 
it just coincided with the time that publisher and I were trying to figure out a new book concept. This is my sixth um, writing project, published writing project. And um, it just felt right to um, zero in on really what, what has been summarized now as three pain points that everybody experiences, whether we're in a pandemic or not. Um, regret, uh, mm. you know, things that have to do with the guilt and shame and things that we wish we could go back in time and change. Um, and then the second is, uh, is hurt, uh, which is just really uh, kind of the human experience of living in a world that is broken, uh, that includes disappointment, and that includes betrayal, mm. uh, that inc includes the way that we betray others, sometimes realizing that we're doing that and sometimes not even realizing how, um, you know, we can hurt it, hurt each other without even realizing it. And then the third would be fear. Uh, which was a huge, you know, component of the pandemic. But I also think it's part of people's lives all the time. We're always yeah. nervous or afraid or losing sleep about kind of hypothetical worst case scenarios of what might happen down the line. And so, mm -hmm. so it really is. A, it's a, I mean, it it's a it's an effort to put something out there to, I guess, help people find categories for those three pain points. Mm -hmm. uh, and I tell a lot of my own story and my own struggles in the midst of writing it. And I don't know, I, I guess what I, you know, I'm a Christian pastor. That's, that's where yeah. I come from. It's my point of view. Not everybody comes from that point of view, but, um, you know, I thought, well, if I could put what I would love to communicate to people, um, you know, in my role, like, like one of the main roles of a pastor is to encourage people when they're down uh, and to, to help lift them out of, you know, hard places, regret, hurt, fear, et cetera. Mm. What would it look like to turn what, what I'd love to say to everybody that I possibly could into a, into a, you know, a little book and, yeah. and that they could carry with them, that they could maybe talk about with others in group settings or, you know, it's dedicated really to, to people in the health professions, like, you know, pastors and counselors and social workers, and as well as like parents and friends who are showing up for other yeah. people. Uh, and, and also hopefully it's, it can be a resource that somebody who's, you know, navigating the complexities of being human, yeah. um, to just find some categories and maybe feel less alone, mm -hmm. um, That's in good. those experiences. And so yeah. I hope, I hope it, it helps in that way. So that's, yeah. but that's what it was all born out of. But the pandemic amplified all of those things right. for everyone. Right. Um, and I still think we're, we're all still in some ways hung over, mm -hmm. even yeah. though we're kind of, I, I, I think I heard somebody say recently, it's not a pandemic anymore. It's an, more like an end, endemic, which I don't even yeah. know what that means. Mm -hmm. yeah. But, but, but even though we're easing out of a pandemic, I, I think, I think the world is still pretty hung over from the whole thing. Yeah, yeah it's pretty yeah. nuts. I mean, we're big proponents of therapy and counseling and things like that. Mm -hmm. And so we, you know, we talk about that. We see therapists regularly. I wonder um, if we see the same because mine was right <laughs> down the road from you. Oh, there you go. Getting Chip died. Okay. I do. I do. He's a great okay. dude. Yeah. Um, you know, whenever we talk to people, a lot of them will say, yeah, I've been trying to find a therapist. They're all booked up for like the next eight months. Mm. And it seems like across the board, that's the mm. thing is like, there is this sense that like, yeah. wow. Okay. So we're, we've just now sort of got through the, um, you know, okay, we can hunker down and get through this thing. 
and now we kind of breathe and we realize what actually happened in our life and in mm-hmm. our heart. And we have to like deal with that. Yeah. And a lot of people are feeling that mm-hmm. to the point that there's really not a lot of uh, therapists or therapy yeah. that is available for a while, which right. is crazy. Right. So I think what you're doing is giving a language to what a lot of people are feeling already and encouraging people like where they are, which is so, so good. And so Thank helpful. you. I hope so. Well, and I know, I mean, you've talked a little bit in the book and, and in certain things I've heard you say and in, in speaking in various places, you kind of went through a pretty big season of depression and anxiety mm-hmm. related to that pandemic. Maybe also, I, I think just personality wise, sometimes you, you, you deal with some of that. Yeah. Um, we were just talking to uh, Bob Goff was on our yep. last podcast and he was talking about how he's Tigger. And that some people are Eeyore, and whenever he said that, it made him made me think of you talking about how you're you're Eeyore, yeah, uh, yeah. And so it made me crack up a little bit, yeah, because uh, I said, "Well, we're having Eeyore on <laughs> here in just a minute." That's right. That's so, right. There's a whole chapter on that. Yeah, <laughs> and I love that. Um, talk about what that was like for you, and um, just how you navigated, mm-hmm. how you found your way out of that. If you're still dealing with that, like, what are you, what are you practicing to help with that? Like, what does that look like for you? Yeah, so um, so so I am disposed to anxiety. I'm a type A, um, kind of an alpha personality, and a lot of times anxiety goes along with that as as kind of the shadow side. Um, I'm an Enneagram Four, which is sort of the the tortured artist personality, <laughs> where there's this sort of um, you know, restless, creative thing that, that births a lot of beauty, but also through a lot of, of angst, right. As a lot of the, you know, the stories of the various artists over history would say that, you know, a lot of the best creativity comes from places of pain. Yeah. So that's kind of the story of my life. I think my best content, my best preaching, my best showing up for people is, is, has always been born out of just my own experiences with regret, hurt and fear in my own life. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but yeah, I've, I've been through a, a couple of very memorable seasons of just being flattened and immobilized mm-hmm. by, um, by either fear or, um, or just depression and just exceeding sorrow and thankfully, you know, I know there are a lot of people who would say that's the story of my life all the time. And, and in, in my experience, it's been seasonal. And I think it's also been something that's been valuable to go through because one of the things that it does is it, is it helps, you know, if we'll, if we'll listen to it, if we'll, if we'll submit to it, it, it going through those kinds of seasons can help us become more empathetic, mm-hmm. can make us better at showing up for people in, in their, you know, low points and challenges. Um, you know, really the, the genesis of the, the title of the book is from a a quote from a, from a therapist named Mm -hmm. Elizabeth Kubler Ross, uh, you know, who says, you know, the most beautiful, remarkable people that I've ever known are the people who've known defeat and known Mm -hmm. sorrow and known disappointment and have somehow emerged out of those depths. And, and she says, you know, they have this, tender, loving concern. They have this ability to show up and empathize. And then the final sentence of that, that longer excerpt is beautiful people do not just happen. Mm. In other words, we're formed and, 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 and actually made, made better as human beings through 
oftentimes experiences that we would never wish on ourselves mm-hmm. yeah. or on anyone else. And that's one of the things that, that attracts me most to Christianity is yeah. that it's one of the most honest, like pure Christianity is, and I'm not talking about like the messed up, you know, like politicized pure version. Christianity. Yeah, no, I'm good. not yeah. talking about yeah. the, the politicized messed up versions, right. you know, right, that, right. that really get in the way of pure Christianity right. uh, and that are just bad marketing for an untrue marketing for real Christianity, like right. real biblical, like Jesus centered Christianity that, 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 that comes to us from places like the Psalms and all the distress that went into mm-hmm. the creation of the Psalms and mm-hmm. the life of Christ and, yeah. you know, all the rest and the love chapter and all of that uh, is, is, um, you know, it all, it all came to us through just honest, experiences of distress by virtue of what it means to be human. Mm -hmm. Like every book of the Bible, except for maybe one or two was written by somebody who was either a slave uh, in prison, um, you know, awaiting their own execution, like, like traumatized people Mm -hmm. wrote from a place of trauma to give us beauty and hope. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, like the hero of the universe, you know, from our belief system, like his life ended, you know, in a devastating way in his early thirties, right? Yeah. right? Before the resurrection, of course. But, right. but, but, um, I don't know. There's just some kind of dance yeah. between, between the hard knocks of life and becoming the very best versions of ourselves. Now we can become the worst versions of ourselves through hard knocks too. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Like we, we got a fork in the road every time we experience regret, hurt, fear, any kind of distress, the fork in the road is, are you going to go this way? The way of cynicism, Mm -hmm. um, the way of, you know, perpetual victimhood where the whole, it's you against the whole world and the universe isn't fair and all that, which, you know, those kinds of feelings are understandable, but even though those feelings are real, are they true? Right. Um, and the other pathway is, you know, the pathway of, you know, how can we be formed through this? Like, like skin that is scarred, is like three times as durable as skin that's never been scarred. Hmm. A bone that's been broken and reset, you know, the 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 doctors would tell us that bone is is so much stronger now because it was once broken hmm. and then restored. Um, just because of the way that it puts itself back together and creates defense mechanisms so that, you know, to protect from the same injury in the future. And so hmm. just even the way that the that our bodies are made speaks of how our souls are made yeah so so and that's so good i feel like that's so encouraging because i think it can take a lot of courage to speak about your struggles and speak about pain and suffering i think it's sometimes easy to maybe shrink back from that and fear that maybe people are not going to understand or accept your journey Mm -hmm. and that's something that i think Stephen and i talk a lot about it's just Mm -hmm. we've, we've been through some difficult things and how do you share that in a way um, that encourages other people that are also going to be going through those challenges? Because mm-hmm. life is inevitably going to be yeah. painful at mm-hmm. times and there's going to be suffering and it's unavoidable. But like you said, how do you allow that? How do you allow God to use that in your life to um, it's not. I don't know if I like the phrase, whatever, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. So That's right? Nietzsche. But it can right? be. Right. Yeah, it's not, it's not yeah, Kelly Clarkson. Kelly Clarkson. Yeah. Yeah. Right, yeah. yeah. It's not necessarily yeah. true. Like you said, you kind of come to a, a fork in the road, and, and it's what are you going to allow God to do yeah. in you and through you in that because you do have a choice to make mm-hmm. when you come to that. So. Yeah. yeah. 
And I do think um, something you said about just the, you know, the empathy that it produces in you when you suffer mm. yourself. Mm-hmm. Because the the sort of caricature of Christianity that I grew up with was like, you got to be the sort of happy-go-lucky cheerleader type, you know, yeah. and rah, rah, sis, boom, bah, Jesus That's is alive. That's where Tigger needs Eeyore, yeah. my friend. <laughs> exactly right. right. And I didn't, I, I always felt, uh, for years and years and years that if I was sad, I was sinning. Mm. And like, I would like, if, if it lasted longer than a couple of minutes, like I would be like, man, I just need to trust Jesus more and yeah. like do, do better and like just believe God more and I'll have the joy of the Lord or whatever. Meanwhile, the Bible itself describes Jesus as a man of <laughs> exactly. sorrows and acquainted with grief. Yeah. Mm. Well, and that, you know? I, I think there's a lot of things that, you know, sort of, uh, you think you know, you know, but until you live through them, you don't know them. And so I had my own moment um, where my dark night of the soul, I couldn't escape Mm -hmm. like my own sense of like despair and, Mm -hmm. and depression and brokenness. It was after we brought Lincoln home um, from China actually. Mm -hmm. And we kind of realized like the depths of the, the special needs that he had that we didn't really know before. Mm -hmm. And I just sunk into this. Mm -hmm. I couldn't, I couldn't dig. I couldn't dig out. You know what I mean. And it then felt I felt very scary and hopeless too, because they're giving us yeah. these diagnoses and like unknowns, and it's just like this just feels so heavy. And yeah, you know, you you want to be able to do the very best for your child, and you're yeah. realizing like that there may be some things I can't right. help with, and so that I think that was terrifying for both of us to yeah. realize when they were talking about you're, you're going to be facing brain surgeries and yeah. you know all all of these issues yeah. that you know. you just, it puts you in this kind of different place that you've never been before. You kind of lose yourself. Like you don't really know who you are anymore for a little bit. I couldn't, I would just like come home and like go to sleep, like fall asleep on the couch and not be able to, Mm -hmm. and I couldn't shake myself out of it. And then finally, like Mm -hmm. God came through and gave me hope and gave me joy and those things that I know he does. Um, Sometimes it's walking through the suffering and like seeing God's faithfulness over and over again. Yeah. And that's what, eventually can and it kind of rescued me from myself it kind of rescued me from that old like just believe better and you'll be happier again you know and and that lack of ability to empathize with people who do struggle with that that comes from not having walked through it yeah and so i'm yeah I, i think there is something beautiful about what you learn when you do suffer and how you do grow stronger when you suffer and if you choose to let it shape yeah. you in that way. So here's a really amazing <laughs> insight about how God has wired human beings. So, you know, my friend Chip Dodd from Murfreesboro, Tennessee, yeah. down the road from you guys, uh, he talks about, and, and his whole therapy philosophy and counseling philosophy is built around getting in touch with the eight, what he calls the eight core human emotions. And among those emotions are sadness, anger, fear, guilt, shame, hurt. You know, basically. All negative. Basically, <laughs> those are seven distressed emotions. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And one more emotion, gladness. Yeah. Those are the eight emotions that God has given us to feel in the same way that God has given us ears with which to hear. Yeah taste buds with which to taste, you know, you know, nerves with which to feel things tactilely. Um, 
What does that say? I mean, and and even like anybody who's listening and has this jaded understanding that Christianity demands that you not be sad. Mm. Um, I just beg you to to just take a few days and read all 150 prayers that God gave us mm. in the Psalms to be used uh, to pray to him in ways that he wants to be prayed to. Mm-hmm. Uh, those psalms do include gladness. Mm-hmm. The tigger's there, like like tigger's <laughs> all over the place. <laughs> Wonderful but, thing about tigger. But at the same time, you know, Eeyore's everywhere as well. Right. And and you know, in one of the chapters, I I don't know if I talk about tigger, but I do talk about Eeyore. And I used to feel a lot of shame, or just over the way that I'm wired, because I I notice the darkness in the world mm-hmm. probably more than the average person. Mm-hmm. Uh, I notice. Um, you know, what's gone wrong with the world and with relationships and with like work situation. Like I noticed that kind of stuff quicker mm. and in a, in a more amplified way. And I used to just feel a lot of shame about that. I'm like, why are you gotta be so negative, Scott? Why you gotta, yeah. and I'm not only negative. Like I laugh <laughs> a lot and I love comedy and, you know, most comedians would tell you too, yeah. that their comedy comes out of their depression. Yeah. Um, yeah. you know, so analyze that a little bit, but, but, um, but, you know, ba- back to, like, Eeyore and Tigger, the world needs Tiggers to remind us, you know, especially if we're coming from, from the understanding that you and I are that, that, that Jesus Christ has overcome the world, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, again, like, for your listeners who aren't there, um, at the very least, whether, whether or not you ever get on board with Christianity, um, I just want to say loud and clear, real Christianity that comes from the Bible is a lot more honest, a lot more transparent, a lot more fully human yeah. than the caricatures and portrayals that that are misportrayals, right. um, yeah. you know, in media and 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 also in just some of the ways that churches right. run, right? Yeah. So so Tigger reminds the world that we always live in hope that 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 the work of God is already here uh, mm. and there's a lot to be hopeful about. And the future is bright, at least according to the Christian world worldview. Like, like, mm-hmm. like one, one famous Christian Dietrich Bonhoeffer said that death itself is, is a festival on the road to freedom. <laughs> yeah. And he said that from prison after he got, you know, thrown in jail and eventually executed for opposing Hitler as a Christian. Yeah. Okay. But then Eeyore reminds us that we're not there yet. Like, like, this world is hard, mm-hmm. and people need the dignity of being empathized with mm. when when they dare to have the courage to say, this is not okay. Mm. I am not okay. We are not okay. The world is not okay. It's all beautiful, and it's all busted up at the same time. And so if we can bring kind of the inner Tigger and the inner Eeyore to the table— yeah all the time with everything, we become the most transparent, honest, real, believable people in the world. Yeah. And, and those are resources that that are given to us right there in in scripture and the Christian world and life view. And um, you know, for me it's it's that's part of why I'm a Christian is because it it enables it, it, it gives permission to be completely real about everything. Yeah. About the hard stuff mm. and about the happy stuff. Like you don't need to be ashamed that you're sad young Steven and and you don't you don't you don't need to 
hide your joy either. Right. Um, you know, Bob Goff, a, right. a recent guest of yours, right? Who's yeah. just a delightful human being who brings so much wonder, uh, yeah. you know, to the table yeah. um, that we can all draft off of too. So I don't know. I just, that both and tension is, is very attractive to yeah. me and, and it draws me in. And I think it, I don't know. I, I think most, most folks who want to get in touch with kind of that inner emotional life are going to yeah. be drawn to yeah. that reality of both. Yeah. And I, I love that you, you navigated so well um, as a leader, right? Not just as an author, not just as a, a friend or a person like you're, I mean, you, you were, were in New York, which very different from Nashville in so many ways. And I can also only imagine. so very much the same. All is the it? Same okay. Cause yeah. maybe we can talk about that some other time. Uh, this is something I'm so curious about yeah. because yeah. you know, uh, we have a very diverse group of people who follow the Miller fam uh, on, on YouTube. Um, and I love that we get to have that. Like it's not all, you know, people from the United States. It's not all people who believe what we believe. And it, we just get to see the beauty and everything. I mean, that's yeah. why we start every, every uh, uh, vlog with what's up, beautiful people. That's why the name yeah. of this uh, podcast is what's up, beautiful people. We can see the beauty in all this. I mean, can I, can I just interject one yeah. more, just yeah. to affirm what you're saying? Here's another thing that real Christianity. Yeah. Uh, not only lets us do, but demands that we do. Yeah. Is to see the beauty and the goodness in people who don't believe as we do. Yeah. Mm. That, that um, a Muslim or an agnostic or a, uh, you know, a Hindu or, you know, or what have you fill in the right. blank, yeah. you know, somebody from another culture than whatever culture we're part of, et cetera. Somebody who votes differently than we do. Yeah. Right. Phil, you know, you just name all the differences in the universe, mm -hmm. but Christianity also, it, 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 it starts with every human being is created in the image of God. Yeah. Right. Um, no matter what their belief system, yeah. like there's truth and beauty that, that every person, no matter what your belief system or background is carrying around with you, um, that that can and must be affirmed and celebrated, especially yeah. by people who are dialed in to what Christ has brought to the table, mm -hmm. right? Because like he's even like constantly in a society, for instance, that shames and scolds prostitutes. He's always pointing out the dignity, you know, yeah. in in like these these hurting, you know, trafficked you know, yeah. women who are in, and like he's seeing things about their life experience and what got them there mm -hmm. yeah. and not just looking at people on the surface right. and drawing out dignity. I mean, it's just, it's alarming. I think to, to a lot of us that Jesus is so hard on religious people yeah. who go around judging people. Yeah. And, and there's actually not a single criticism for every sexually, you know, damaged person that he encounters there's not a single criticism that right. he, that he offers in, in yeah. scripture and any of the like, Samaritan woman at the well, the woman caught in adultery, this woman in right. Luke chap chapter seven, like he, he emphasizes drawing out their dignity. Right. Um, and, and very gently says, Hey, yeah. you know, if you follow me, mm -hmm. um, there's a pathway for you to wholeness and health mm. and hope and even community. Yeah. Um, you know, and he's just addressing those loneliness wounds. But I'm sorry to cut you off. No, but what no. you said there that's is so good. important. Yeah. And, and uh, I just didn't. Yeah. That's I don't know. So I, I didn't want to forget. I've got it. Well, that's, I, I mean, lose, that's I, my memory. That's I where I was headed to, with the, the question mm -hmm. is essentially like, I feel like more than ever, 
and I, I think you'd probably agree with me, especially as a leader of a very diverse church, people are more polarized than ever about everything. I mean, literally everything. Like you can't, there's hardly a middle. Well, I say that. I think more people are probably in the middle. The middle is afraid to speak up. But no one talks yeah. about it, right? It's the, it's, the, it's the silent majority in my opinion. I yeah. agree with you on that. Yeah, yeah. And, and so being uh, a leader who has to lead from the whole spectrum, mm-hmm. you know, right, left, and middle. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I love that you, the emphasis that you, I mean, you say things with love. You say things with empathy. You're always looking for the, the humanity in it because that's really what's fueling it all anyway mm-hmm. is our, our trauma, our wounds, our upbringing, or whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I love that, you know, the way you look at people and lead them and love them is not coming from a place of I know better, so listen to me and do what I say. I have my moments. I, I mean, you. we all do. I, do. I mean, I get that. Yeah. Um, but I just think uh, that's that's something that is a beautiful art form that we could all learn from. And part of what we are trying to do anyway, you know, you'll never hear us talk about politics on our on our vlog, just because the second we say anything, it's like, boom, it's a hotbed for all yeah. kinds of stuff. And that's not what yeah. we're about, you know, but we can, you know, where we find that there is the the way of Christ mm-hmm. for something. We can show that uh, how we're trying to live that out in a way that yeah. hopefully speaks louder than any kind of words mm-hmm. um, that we would have for that. And, you know, I mean, just look at our family. Like it's mm-hmm. a, it, it's sort of a walking billboard in some ways, I think, for uh, that that lifestyle of wanting to show. You know, mm-hmm. we're not like preaching about it or anything like that, but it's pretty pretty cool that people are are seeing kind of the message on that. And it seems it looks like you're yeah. going to say. Well, I was just going to say because he he kind of gave our family the motto: "Where grace guides, we'll go," and that's kind of what we want our family to be about. It's just a picture of God's grace through us. Not that we have all the answers or anything like that, but just that God's grace is enough in and through the ups and downs and in and through the seasons that you find yourself in, or if you're, you know, going through suffering or Mm -hmm. like all of that to have grace for ourselves and grace for others. That's the picture that we want to be able to represent. Mm -hmm. And so, well, when you have messed up as badly as I have, and you have messed up as often as I have, (laughs) he's got a book full. I just don't, I don't think you can like, authentically and honestly like say hey i've got i've got it right you know watch me you know Mm -hmm. but i think you can like you say like be honest about your shortcomings be honest about your failures be honest about the ways you have gotten it wrong and with that sort of sober-minded judgment about yourself then you kind of can look if i well if that's me then it's everybody and and you know i'm sort of anti-cancel culture so Thank you. It feels like what you're saying is like, hey, let's stop you're trying to cancel everybody. You're very courageous to put yourself out <laughs> in the public if you're anti-cancel culture. <laughs> it's truly like you just say yeah. one wrong thing and it gets misinterpreted. Yeah. 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 It becomes the whole story of your life these yeah. days. Mm-hmm. I always say, you know, our our, uh, our our wins are sort of written in the sand and our mess ups are sort of, you know, drilled into the concrete with yeah. a jackhammer and uh and it's 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 sort of discouraging, but I think there are enough people who that's not what they want. Mm-hmm. You know, they they know it's bad for them. They know the outrage is killing them. 
I know the anger and the, mm-hmm. is, you know, not that those are invalid emotions to feel, yeah. but there's a healthy way to express them and yeah. work through them, you know? Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah. You know, it's, it's interesting. Like, so I'm on Twitter and like, uh, you know, I, God bless you. I, I, you know, <laughs> it's just, uh, you know, anybody can be on Twitter. Like, so what? Like, that's not like a resume item or anything, but, but, um, it's interesting. Like sometimes what I'll do is I'll, I'll throw stuff out there that I, that I put up like two or three years ago yeah. that, that, that seemed to really connect with people. And now you, you throw the exact same thing out there Yeah, and within 20 five minutes there's like a hundred comments of that was so triggering or that was so this that or the other and yeah i can't believe you're saying that this and this and this and and i'm not saying this and (laughs) this and this you know and it's it's just like we've lost the art of nuance like what would what would social like what would expert sociologists say is yeah is happening where everything is so triggering now and everything is so offensive and everything is, is like elevated to the level, like what used to be, you hurt my feelings is now, um, you know, I'm traumatized and abused and, and, Mm. and and it seems like that can really diminish the real true, like stories of trauma and abuse, you you know, because they're real. I mean, that, that, it's not like those things are not happening. Like, hundred percent. It's it is real and it is truly heartbreaking and it is, mm-hmm. and so you want to listen and you want to learn and you want to be empathetic and you want to be compassionate. But then you're also kind of like, I I just said I want a hot dog, you know, <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. Yeah. Uh, which I would never actually tweet that. But I it is funny going back and looking at you talk about old things you tweeted. Amanda has. <laughs> she goes on our Facebook and just look at the memories. It's sort of, you, you love, you're sort of nostalgic about those kinds of things. And it. it's a treasure trove of like the really great memories that. and fun m- moments that we've had. She's always really documented our life mm-hmm. and picture. And I was, I'm, I've always been an early adopter of social media. Mm-hmm. And when Facebook first came out, it was just your name, you know, mm-hmm. and you wrote some words after it. And so she's like, Hey, Steven, did you know that in 2008 you wrote Steven Miller is hungry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Things yeah. we used to put on social media. Yeah. Stephen Miller is having a delicious salad. Changing today. the world one <laughs> sentence at a time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But when we got onto Twitter, though, early on with Twitter, it was this beautiful art form mm-hmm. because you had to find a way to say mm-hmm. meaningful, impactful, consequential, hopefully hopeful, encouraging things in 140 characters, mm-hmm. which really helped me as, an, as a writer to say things with a punch, uh-huh. you know, I think that was the case for a lot of people. Um, cause I like to talk and it can just go on and on and on forever as clearly you're n- noticing. Uh, <laughs> but man, now it's just like the art form of it has mm-hmm. sort of gone away and it's really sad. I heard <laughs> the other day, I don't know how much truth there is to this, but I read somewhere the other day that 80% of Twitter accounts are fake. Whoa! Like they're like I mean, like the bot accounts or whatever they call them. Well, that was the whole which thing. Is weird. With, I, I just think like 
what would make a person want to create a robot account yeah. on yeah. Twitter? Like yeah. what, what, what's behind that? Like, yeah. is there, are people monetizing that or yeah. like, what is it? Are they I trying to destroy the platform <laughs> so that they can build a new social media platform that overtakes the world? Like it is wild, what man. motivates the creation of fake accounts? I mean, yeah. I mean, you can easily legitimize yourself or whatever your movement is. You know, whatever the message is that you're trying to get across, mm -hmm. uh, just having hundreds of likes and shares and fake comments and mm -hmm. it's scary. Uh, but I imagine, I mean, I mean, it broke the sale of Twitter, yeah. apparently, you know, it did. So yeah. apparently it's worse than we yeah. thought, so my wife <laughs> whether that's to, real my, or not. My wife went to Ireland with a couple of friends. Um, she's sorry she can't be here, by the way, she's. She works at this place called King's Academy, which I is a that. great school down the road. But um, so she was unavailable. But um, we're having a conversation last night about her island Ireland trip and my Ireland trip that I took a couple of years ago. Um, and what we noticed over there is if you go into a public place, have you guys ever been there? Not yet. Okay, so, so you go to like a yeah. you go to like a pub or you go to you know a restaurant, get some fish and chips or whatever, and almost everywhere you go, there's 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 music like there's live yeah, music yeah. happening from locals and it's it's wonderful and nobody has their phones out like oh, wow. every there everybody's awesome. just present with each other and mm -hmm. and you know we just look at each other like what would it look like like how 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 can we get there um mm -hmm. you know to get to where ireland is <laughs> like yeah like they've been through economic ruin and, oh, yeah. and like all kinds of like sadness around like civil war and, yeah. uh, and all the rest in their history and maybe that's maybe that's why they're so untethered to you know mm -hmm. phones and virtual reality and you know here i am talking to like youtube stars here but, <laughs> but like you you bring your very i think you bring a very you bring a lot of reality and authenticity from from what I've been exposed to. Like you, really you, you're, you're not bringing yeah. fake and branding and your highlight reel. You're bringing your lives. Mm -hmm. Like you're inviting your own kids onto your video and not like editing out or <laughs> censoring what they say or do. You know, yeah. like there, there's which is refreshing because a lot of times, you know, it's so curated and yeah. and and. Yeah. You know, something sometimes the things that people need to know about us more than our highlight reel is is where we're struggling. Yeah. yeah. Like because there's a connection point. Like people feel less lonely in the world mm. when 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 somebody's just authentic about, yeah, my life is kind of a mixed bag where like I'm I'm happy and I'm depressed. Like mm -hmm. I'm I'm kind and I'm 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 kind of a jerk sometimes, yeah. you know, and I'm I'm wise and I'm a fool. Like 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 I'm all these things. Yeah. You know, yeah. and and I don't know. I, I think that there's a deficit of that when we behave, you know, you know, more digitally than yeah. like the Irish. Right. Yeah. 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 Right. Where we miss out on um, the diminishment of our own loneliness mm. by being in a real moment mm. with real people in all of the beauty and mess that that entails. Yeah. So I don't know how I got on that rabbit trail, but. Well, I, I think I so think good. that that's the key to to sort of the ending of this cancel culture thing is just actual conversations with actual real life people. Mm -hmm. They're not mm -hmm. words on a text. They're a person that I'm having a beer with, or I'm having a mm -hmm. bourbon with, or I'm having a milk or coffee or yeah. <laughs> whatever it is. If you're not into beer or bourbon, <laughs> yeah. uh, 
Uh, I don't know why you wouldn't be, but maybe, <laughs> uh, you know, but like, it's, it's really hard for me to turn you into some kind of caricature if, if I'm talking to you mm-hmm. and I'm hearing you speak to me. And even just with texting, I mean, how quickly have I texted you sometimes and like you read what I texted you the wrong way or you there's text no me exclamation I, point. Are you mad just, at me? I, there's no, no there's no, no, heart, no smiley there's face. No smiley. Is there something going if on I, between us? It's here? exactly it. And it's like, how quickly can that happen? Where's, Gosh, boomers are the worst. Uh, yeah. <laughs> they're like, they're like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, or, yeah. or no. Uh, yeah. like, okay. Come so on, I need more from you. Than fun that. story yeah. though. Uh, when I when I was working at the journey of where we met, um, I was working at a church, and I, I being the guy that I was, I always would start my emails out with, "Hey, how's it going? Hope you had a great weekend. How are the kids? You know, just trying to like be nice, you know, whatever." Yeah. I actually got called into the office uh, of one of the pastors to say, "Your emails need to be shorter. They are they are strictly for information. Just cut all this stuff out. Just one sentence, as short as you can make it." And I was like, are you serious? Like, I feel like I'm going to be a jerk, you know? And that was the way that we were taught to communicate. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so then, you know, I think I've kind of not overcorrected back to the other way, but, you know, even like one of my early writing mentors um, told me, don't use an exclamation point, use a better word, hmm. you know? Don't use very, this is back to um, what's the uh, Robin Williams Dead Poet Society. Yeah. Don't use the word very. Like, <laughs> Man, yeah. I, I like, so I've I got a friend of mine. There's a friend of mine who's, you know, kind of in this like writer's cohort. I'm not in a writer's cohort, but. You're not but born it, the Inklings. It, no, no. <laughs> but like, I mean, I, I fantasize about yeah, having no an doubt. Inklings kind right? of experience. But, um, but like his whole cohort of, and they're all like published authors. And they're like, like, we're all agreed that no book book no entire book should ever have more than one exclamation point and i'm wow. like wow man i've gotten a few things wrong <laughs> like, every one of my of emails has at least two or three at exclamation least. points because i don't want people to yeah. feel like i'm yeah. being cold you know Ooh, what i right. mean like yep. you yep. see that meme that was rolling around last week that was like i'm going to start this email out with an exclamation point then follow so it with I'm a period, so you know that I'm serious but not crazy. And then, <laughs> and it's then like explaining point. the whole thing. Yeah. I was like, "This is me. This is the process I go through every time I write something." It's yeah, just so beneath that is your desire to care for people. Exactly. And, and yeah. That yeah. that can't be a bad thing. Yeah, no yeah. doubt. Yeah. So I think in the end, you know, as long as we're all still trying to figure out how do we love people better, mm-hmm. you know, how do we see them from not not for what they've done, but for who they are and whose they are. I mean, wh- whether they're, you know, say they're a Christian or not, like they're still created in the image of God, mm-hmm. um, which is huge and worthy of dignity mm-hmm. and worthy of honor. Uh, and so I can look at them and say, hey, you know what? You may vote differently than me. You may feel differently about a variety of subjects, mm-hmm. but you're still a human. You're still made in the image of God and you're still worthy mm-hmm. of, my, of my of honor and dignity. And I can love you mm-hmm. where you are no matter what your struggle is, no matter what you've done, no matter what you believe, no matter how you feel, mm-hmm. how do I love you? And I think you're doing such a great job of encouraging people to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, your book has done it. Your life has done it. Um, it just, you're, you're such an encourager, man. And uh, I'm grateful for you. Well, thank so. you. I appreciate that. Likewise. Hey, thanks so much for coming on the podcast, man. And uh, Pleasure. again, we're going to link all the stuff, all the links, all the ways that you can get his book. Audible's great, ex- you know, 
I love listening to the audiobook, but the uh, the hard copy is just as good. So you can check that out. We're going to put all those links and where you can follow him. If you've not already subscribed to What's Up Beautiful People, the podcast, uh, we'd love for you to do that. You can do that here on the Family Made Network on YouTube, or you can uh, do it on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, wherever you listen to your podcasts, we'd love for you to do that. We've got the Couple Things Show also on the Family Made Network that you guys can check out. Always growing. Got new stuff coming all the time. So we'll see you guys next week. Love you guys. Bye, guys. Bye.